With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. There we go. Okay. Now I just need to uh, get Julie in here. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Are you there? I am, and now you are unmuted. Uh, Jesus. Now, there was some problem. I was trying to call in and start this on their web app, and for whatever reason, it wasn't starting the call or giving me access to the chat room. I'm assuming it's a Chrome setting thing because Chrome is bullshit. What the fuck are you doing? What do you mean, what the fuck am I doing? It just said you are muted. You are unmuted. You are unmuted. I hit the wrong button. I hit unmute all. This is a public thing. I don't want everyone coming in here so they can talk. I want to talk. And on occasion, I want to let you talk. Oh. So two very important things. One, uh, last time while I was vamping, I just wanted to brag that I, I am a sweet three-gun shooter, was embracing my American freedom a couple weeks ago, and I placed very well in the shooting competition. You didn't congratulate me, Julia. Is it because you, you, you don't want to You didn't give me a chance. <laughs> didn't give me a chance to say congratulations. You just started talking. Yeah, that's what I do. Wait, was I supposed to see this on Facebook and I didn't say anything? Yeah, I posted the scores. I, I You know I, played, I don't really go on Facebook anymore though, right? You pretty much own your Facebook exists to share your Twitter feed right now as far as I can tell. That's pretty much correct. Yeah. Which is weird because my Twitter pretty much exists to share my Facebook feed. Well, you know Don't worry, you'll get sonogram pictures at some point soon. But um, just uh, just for your friend Nancy Pelosi, I was armed exclusively with things that she would classify as assault weapons. My friend Nancy Pelosi. Okay, I have a sinus <laughs> infection, so you're going to need to tone down the aggressiveness right now. I thought that was just being cheeky. I don't even know if that was aggressive. <laughs> oh, yeah, being sick when you're pregnant is lots of fun. 
I've been sick and fat, so I know what that's like. I don't know what sick no, and fat is. No, because you can't take anything good. Oh, like you can't get like sulfurs or Famiflu or any of the other good stuff? Or those fantastic cough medicine with codeine. Oh, codeine and alcohol? What about Irish cough syrup? Can you take a little bit of that? Uh, no. At a certain point in college, that's just what I started calling car bombs. You're talking about like whiskey, honey, and lemon juice? Oh, yeah, that's that's Irish cough syrup. But I just started to call Irish car bomb drop shots as uh, as cold medicine at a certain point. I mean, I think, you know, justifying a glass of wine now and then is one thing, but um, whiskey is probably going to be a big no. Yeah, for, for your condition. But I will say, when when that my when condition. I get my one my, when I get my one cold a year, a little bit of a little bit of bourbon in in some hot tea, some tends to make for an okay night. Yeah, I I do love the coating cough syrup though. It's pretty fabulous. I unfortunately can't take it. I got to drug the hell out of my dog for like a week. Speaking of mine, uh, apparently Lucky I just dog. Got with my wife, she got into a bunch of pork chop and chicken bones. Oh, and I'm I'm hesitant because my wife has had a stressful week to explain that it's her fault. You don't do that. But it's it's her fault. Don't do that. Don't explain to her that it's her fault, or don't say. Do that I need it's to her give freaking marital advice? When has your dog gotten into something when it was your fault? Do you enjoy that being pointed out to you? Um, I'm sure she's no. aware. You know, I hated that, too, because John would never directly point it out, but you could tell mm-hmm. that he was like, well, if you had been watching, then she wouldn't have gotten into that, which is funny because he's almost never home when I'm not home. Mm-hmm. And I worked from home all day, so I had the dog 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And yet well, and I'll just the say, dog was for worked. him, and I was supposed to be the one who was, at fault when anything happened. And he was never we, at we fault getting, because he was We are getting never... into this weird, weird Brady Bunch situation of you I, You promised me when we got the dog that you'd take care of it, that you'd feed it and walk it. <laughs> and now I'm the one doing all the work. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, because honestly, um, the last time the dog got into something that was my fault, I had put some left some nutshells in one of our little trash cans in the living <laughs> and she went rooting around in there, so she made a mess. My wife, whom I love and adore and would uh, would take a bullet for, even in the torso, um, has a habit of taking the trash bag out of the kitchen uh, trash can and just leaving it by the back door for one of us to take care of later. I hadn't realized she did this last night. Ah, okay. Well, you know, it's not it's not worth your marriage to remind her of that. You know, certainly not. And she just texted me the dog also peed by the front door. Just let it go, dude. It, on the you know the front door, I can live with that. We don't give a crap about the carpet, and that's where linoleum is. So. 
I'm just uh, waiting because uh, not too long ago I found I discovered that the dog had pooped in my overnight bag. That was fun. Um. Mm. But anyway, on to fun legal stuff. Julie, yeah. do you want to get out of paying all of your student loans? Oh, my God. Mine are all federal. Oh, you're screwed. I know. You can, however, look for servicer misconduct, although I think between you and me, we never planned on paying off the totality of the federal debt, so it doesn't really matter. Correct. It's and just one it's of those things of life that you just have to kind of go, oh, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. But, but, yeah, I did see that on Facebook today. What did you get? Uh, 85000 or something? Uh, <laughs> no, it, I, it completely wiped away a $14,000 student loan debt. Gone. Very nice. Very nice. Congratulations. I think my client owes me a bottle of scotch or something. I mean, he paid my fee, but... Yeah, I mean, come on, he paid you for that. I never Hmm. promised to make it completely disappear. I feel that... Well, you shouldn't promise to do anything as a lawyer. I promise to do my best. Right, exactly. So, so let's see. what else? Can we talk oh, about you... Melania Trump's jacket? <sighs> she, that, that was um, the fact. You know, it it reminds me very much of the typos that come out of this White House all the time, like mm-hmm. glaringly ugly typos. They just don't care. Right, and that's what I think the jacket thing is. And I, I that so it bothers me a lot because I just think that you should have more care than that. Mm-hmm. Even if you work at, you know, retail, you should care more about things like spelling than that. Well, and the, the first thing that popped into my head was um, in the 2016 election, Glenn Beck was on some podcast I listened to. I think it was Dave Rubin, but he was talking about a closed-door session he had with W, and this was at the height of the 2007 surge when W was under intense scrutiny when he was very unpopular even though the surge was working. Um, and, you know, W had this off-the-record emotional outburst, which Glenn Beck said, why the hell don't you do that? Why don't you give a press conference with that kind of piss and vinegar and vigor? And W turned around and just dressed him down and said, I'm the president of the United States. My tie Every hand gesture I make, the posture of my shoulders, the word I, the words I say, if I, if I use a contraction, if I have to go over something in my speech because I, I'm reading the same section twice, I'm under a microscope. What I say or don't say, do or don't do, could start a war. 
So I don't have the luxury of emotions and wearing my heart on my sleeve and venting. And I just, I, I thought of that as just, this is the difference between Donald Trump and the last Republican president. George W. Bush I, knew and feared he was under the That's the difference between Donald microscope. Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Hillary Clinton knows all of that. Yeah. And would act accordingly. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, these people are driving me nuts and the the just I I I was vehemently angry last week when Christian Nielsen did her first well she did that speech at the whatever sheriff's conference. Mm-hmm. You know, and she explained like the reasons why they were um they instituted the no tolerance policy and you know zero tolerance policy and and you know mm-hmm. what they were hoping to achieve and all that she explained all of this stuff and i was so angry because mm-hmm. i don't agree with what they're doing but mm-hmm. why did it take you guys uh, like a, a month and a half to actually explain what the hell was going on and then she goes right back to acting like they have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. at the White House. And it, well, and it just drives me nuts because they are, you know, hammering this, you know, it's not our policy to separate children from their mm-hmm. parents. And mm-hmm. that's accurate. But they know it's misleading. Mm-hmm. They know it's misleading. And they know that people do not know what, that actually means mm-hmm. and that is making me super duper pissed because I mean if you're going to institute a policy for all the reasons that you said it was important to institute and you're going to say that in front of a bunch of sheriffs you need mm-hmm. to stand up and say that in front of the American people what are you doing um I think Donald Trump was having a luncheon in Milwaukee yesterday. Yeah, one of his rallies. Yeah. I. The other thing is um, Monday or Tuesday night, we rented The Post. And oh, how was it? It was really good. Like, um, All the President's Men is a good movie, but complete bullshit as far as facts. Um, The Post really gets more into um, the substance and the the legal battle around the Pentagon Papers. Like, quietly, Steven Spielberg has made two of the finest legal dramas as far as accuracy and actually nailing on the importance of these cases between Bridge of Spies and The Post. Um, oh, my God. Bridge of Spies was so good. We saw that instead of uh, Star Wars that year for Christmas. <laughs> I do not regret that decision. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, Mark Rylance was great. The story is great. But watching The Post and... I haven't watched all of it yet, but Ken Burns' documentary on Vietnam is 
I'm still torn on whether um, a competent presidency doing awful things is better or worse or neuter compared to an incompetent presidency briefly doing bad things. Um, the, the Vietnam War is one of the most appalling things the United States has done to its own citizens of the 20th century. Yeah, that's absolutely true. They were meat grinders. Yeah. And I mean, when between the Ken Burns documentary and the Pentagon Papers, which it the my wife looked at me and she said, so this happened in the 70s. Why didn't I learn about this in school? Um, there's a lot of stuff you don't learn about in school, yeah. though. Why, why did I not learn about a multi-decade, multi-presidency, multi-party conspiracy to get America into an unwinnable war in Vietnam for seemingly no reason? Because that's not how we like to remember the Vietnam War now. Yeah. I mean... You know, we cover American Indian, Native American, American relations up until like the Trail of Tears, and then that's kind of it. And they leave out that they were still stealing children and sticking them in border homes that were abusive as shit, you know, in the 70s. And that they were taking their kids way into the 80s under very dubious circumstances. You know, and I, I do not normally. Um, agree with the the renaming people or the tear down statues people, but I honestly think it's a mistake to call it Fort Custer here in Michigan. Why? Because George Armstrong Custer was at one of the spearheads in the Sioux Indian Wars. Hmm. He was killed by Crazy Horse, but he had a lot of tribal blood on his hands. Admittedly, following orders, and admittedly, it was a horrendous war with atrocities on both sides, but I don't know if he's the one we want. Well, one group was here first. Hmm? One group was here first. Sure. So... I mean, I I agree with the teardown statues people because of the reason a lot of those statues were put up in the first place. I, I think honoring traitors is horrific. I mean, we might as well have a statue of Benedict Arnold in New York Harbor. We have statues of Lee all over the freaking South. Mm-hmm. He's a traitor. Mm-hmm. So Why? Well, and I also agree with the history side of it because I don't because if you no, 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 no. read, but let, let, let me specify of teaching the history of it, of not the oversimplified version because John Brown wasn't no hero. John Brown was a murderer, and. Robert E. Lee, for all his flaws and in his memoirs, was progressive for his time. He was a supporter of freedom and let the slaves back to Africa. 
Right. Okay, fine. But here's my issue with the statues in the South. Mm-hmm. Is that the statues in the South were not erected right after the Civil War. They were not erected within 30 or 40 years of the Civil War. Most of these were erected in the beginning of the, of the 20th century for the express purpose of Most of them white were... supremacy in the South. Most of them actually were erected after Brown v. Board of Education by Dixie Kratz in right. But they started Durham. they started right in the twenties, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Some of them started yeah. going up, but the purpose of putting them up was mm-hmm. to was to reinforce white supremacy. So there's mm-hmm. no history justification for them to to me at this yeah. point. They need to come down because the reason they were put up is is messed up and it needs to go. And we're never done. Huh? Do you think, by the way, they'll ever replay those um, old uh, Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudds and Bugs Bunnies where they have, you know, uh, Mason Dixie loyalists, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, Bugs saying the South shall rise again? Think they'll ever replay those cartoons? I mean, I don't know. But one of the cool things about having a kid that I thought about is like how unbelievably different their perspective is going to be than mine ever could be. Mm-hmm. Because what they're growing up on, I mean, because I'm two gener, I'm the same as my parents. I'm two generations ahead of this kid, right? Mm-hmm. And my parents were the same way. And I, I always hated that. And I, I still kind of do, but whatever. It is what it is. But it, it does, it, it, it's such a huge difference now mm-hmm. than what we grew up on um, and what I grew up on because I'm older than you, um, that I can't even fathom the kind of stuff that's going to come out of this kid's mouth. Okay. <laughs> well, it, yes and no. At least we have passing familiarity with things like there was a certain point just because um the the tabletop gaming craze was so past what my parents were clued into that they had no idea what the hell me and my friends were on about like magic the gathering so Mm -hmm. at the very least you know video games are still video games um Smartphones are still smartphones. Sure, sure. I'm talking about the cultural shift. Oh. I'm literally just talking about the cultural shift because a lot of the cartoons and stuff that we, that I grew up on and, you know, I mean, like, I, I watch a comedy from the 80s now and, oh, my God. The <sighs> rampant sexism in those comedies and not that, okay, I still love Dragnet. I'm always going to love Dragnet. But if I were a 20-year-old now watching Dragnet, I would be like, how did anybody ever release this movie? Because they just don't have that. There are issues with the Virgin County Swales? Yeah. Yes, there is. (laughs) Yes, there is. But, I mean, the kind of stuff that you could, you know, put out there in the 80s and um, the kind of cartoons that we had, like the cultural stuff that came through, the cartoons and the and the TV shows and the 
and the movies, like they're not going to grow up on any of that. And I, it's, it's amazing how different their perspective is going to be. Well, it, it's funny because you and I are in theory, a generation removed, really not um, of, you know, Gen X for you, millennial for me, separated by a couple of years. So who the hell cares? We still grew up watching the Ninja Turtles and crap like that. Yeah. But um, what's interesting to me is how much better stuff is now. And that really enrages people our age when I say Transformers was crap. Um, Most of the Hasbro TV shows were utter crap designed mm-hmm. to sell us action figures. They, it, yeah. I tried to go back and watch... Uh, and an serial during the commercials. Yeah. And I try and watch an episode of Voltron. It's like 85% stock footage. Oh, and my it, God. I, I ate that show up. I loved Do it. Do not go oh. back and watch Thundercats. I, I, what I'm hoping is they'll kind of realize is- things. Thundercats needs an Adult Swim show. Thundercats needs its Sea Lab 2021. That's what I want. How great would that be? That show, when you go back and watch it now, is so. What's the word I want? Um, Bad. No. Um, Disturbing. Homoerotic. Yeah. I can see it's that. It's extremely homoerotic. And I was like, well, what? I want to know of our generation, who, generations, I should say, wh- who was convinced to become a furry because of Chitara? Oh, my God. I loved Chitara when I was a kid, though. It was the most amazing thing ever. She was awesome. Oh I'm not God. a furry, though. Yeah. That's why I... My uh, my wife once went to a marathon in, in a park where there was a furry convention going on. In August, by the way, these people are morons. Wow. Did she talk to any of them? Uh, she kept a healthy distance, as one should of people just dressed up like giant squirrels in the middle of frickin' August. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't get it. The time of year where it's too hot for her to wear sleeves, these people are dressed in polyester suits in the sun. (laughs) Well, at least they're dedicated. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Timothy McVeigh was dedicated. Dedication is not always a virtue. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you'll be fairly with it because barring you know the the big divide is you know the internet the information age versus the american industrial age that's the big divide no well i'm not worried about whether or not i'll be with it because for a lot of things i probably won't be with it and that's just how every parent is so you know screw it whatever that's life what my biggest thing is is that i a lot of the toxic that I grew up with in my brain from the messages that I got. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine living a life not 
filtering what I experienced through that stuff. And this kid is not going to be filtering through the same kind of stuff. I think and you hopefully and John, through a lot less toxic stuff. I think you and John need to pick up Adam Carolla's book, In 50 Years We'll All Be Chicks. I think that'll help no. you out a lot. <laughs> no. I hate Adam Carolla. Why do you hate Adam Carolla? Because he turned into like a Nazi freaking conservative douche. Huh? Is this because he does PragerU videos? Oh, that's gross. Um, I thought, didn't he turn into some, like, nutty conservative? Isn't he one of the ones who turned into, like, Dennis Miller? No, he's just pissed off because he's kind of anchored in L.A. of how taxes keep going up in California, how the smart people with money keep leaving. I mean, honestly, I'm shocked, like, so many other people, he and Joe Rogan haven't moved to... Portland or Seattle or um, Austin, quite frankly. Well, they're in California. Seattle's not all that far. Yeah. They could just, you know. Well, and climate-wise, it's not like Austin's all that different than SoCal. That's true. They should just leave. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, you know, Stephen Crowder moved his stuff from L.A. to, I think it's Memphis. I think he shoots out of Memphis. No. I hear Memphis moved nice. from New York to Dallas. So, not crazy things. Who but, was the uh, um, the McCain um, campaign worker, not worker, um, advisor, the one who just did the huge announcement on Twitter that he was leaving the Republican Party? I Again, I don't follow the tweeter like you do. No, I know, but there were articles written about it, so I thought you might have heard about it. Um, I've, been, I've been more focused on, honestly, I don't know why. My brother's pissed at me because I haven't even seen it. But um, as far as... Uh, Steve Schmidt. Okay. As far as um, Disney's plans with Star Wars moving forward. The, I saw that. Uh, well, they, they, officially they've canceled the Obi-Wan movie, and um, I think they were ha- going to have a standalone Rebels movie, and they canceled the Boba Fett movie. And there They're was the ones who screwed it up. Yeah. And they want to blame somebody else. Of getting like a, a dedicated um, Sith Darth Maul movies, so it will be interesting. Well, they're the ones I still haven't seen Solo. I I, I mean, after the Last Jedi, I was so soft on it. I just it, honestly, I was like, there's still the Netflix deal. I'll see it when it's on Netflix. Yeah, well, I I heard it was bad. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to spend a bunch of money to be disappointed. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Did you see that we're going to all have to pay taxes online now? 
No. Ah, the Supreme Court's decision today. I'm surprised you're not well, up in arms about that. Well, I, um, there's, it, it was a stupid lawsuit. I think there were standing issues, but the fact of the matter is the states get to set tax policy. Yeah, um, no, the court said that even if the the business does not have a presence in the state, Mm-hmm. The state can still require them to collect taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rule used to always be you had to have a presence in the state for it, uh, substantial so content. I think yeah, it's hard to argue that Amazon does not have substantial contacts in every state. Yeah. I know. It still kind of sucks, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, they've been collecting tax in Michigan for the last three years. I, I don't even notice it. And as I think it was either Bloomberg or Business Insider um, talking about how this doesn't even really affect the price because something like 75% of online sales you know, are collecting sales tax anyway. Um, the, the real problem is less Amazon and more Etsy. Places like that where you have small people selling things on a small scale and probably have never set up a state sales tax pay account. And that's going to give their sellers the tools to put all of that together. Oh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. I got mm-hmm. something interesting for you that just broke. Have you been watching what's been happening with the with the Brexit Russia thing? Um, a little bit. It's been really interesting, right? So modestly, uh, according to the BBC. A Cambridge Analytica employee told a lawyer that the company had the Clinton emails more than a month before they were published by WikiLeaks. Okay. That's going to be very, very bad if that's true. What What does that have to do with Brexit? I'm I'm confused by because, your premise. Because a lot of this stuff is kind of... Cambridge Analytica is in just as much trouble in the UK as they are here. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they're in more trouble in the UK than they are here. But what is what is Cambridge Analytica, who worked for the Trump um, campaign, having the emails before WikiLeaks even had them? What does that mean? Is that the original question? No, I was trying to I was trying to understand. The oh, what does that have to do with that? WikiLeaks because it's coming out of the investigation investigations going on in the UK right now. Okay. Because yeah, the um, the Labour Party's new calling card has been that basically Russian trolls want Brexit. That's what I've been seeing a lot of. They were breaking it, laws, mm-hmm. um, pretty flagrantly, mm-hmm. and may know. I mean, there is, you know, here we have the whole yeah. There's contacts, but there was no collusion. Mm-hmm. Right there, it was blatantly obvious collusion mm-hmm. no, between I mean, the Russian government and um, 
and the Leave campaign. No, I mean this is I mean it's it's straight up cyber warfare the likes of which had only been imagined in um science fiction novels. That's fine, but people who are campaigning for something in their particular sovereign country shouldn't mm-hmm. be asking for help and getting help and and and, and soliciting help mm-hmm. from a hostile foreign power. I mean that mm-hmm. This might lead to a new Brexit vote. I hope that it does, because obviously there were um, very, very um, shady uh, and illegal things that the Leave campaign was doing that would obviously taint the vote. I mean, you can't say exactly how it tainted the vote, but the fact that they were... When they did exit polling, um, they found that even though Brexit did not have wide appeal large numbers of people who would have voted against it did not show up because they were convinced by the BBC it had no chance of passing, so they didn't bother to show up. It's very different than a concerted misinformation campaign. There's a lot of people who are very pissed at how the EU doles out things like refugees and taxes and legislation. Yeah, but if you if the campaign for leave was involved in illegal activity with a foreign power mm-hmm. to influence a vote, whether they influence or not, because you can't prove that, there should be a new vote. Well, it it was. I a mean, we can't do that here. It was we a non-binding referendum. That's fine, but she needs to call a new referendum. Before they, they before they go through with the whole process of leave. Oh, the Tories she needs are not to call. going to do it. The Tories aren't going to do it. They're dragging their feet because they, they well, never she, wanted to do it in the first place. That's why Cameron resigned. She should call a new referendum. I mean, yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, in the U.S., we should have a new election, but our Constitution doesn't allow for that. So we're kind of just screwed on that part. Yeah, things could be worse. Uh, no, I mean, not to a lot of people, not really. It, Jill Stein could be president. Jill Stein had no chance in hell of being president, even with Russian interference on her behalf. And you know it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Things but I'm saying that when a campaign or, yeah, well, okay, leave was a campaign. When a campaign engages in illegal activity mm-hmm. to influence the vote, they should have to have a fair shake. It, it shouldn't matter whether you can objectively prove that the vote was influenced by it. It should not matter. You broke the rule. Mm-hmm. You have to do it fairly again. Well, it, you have the, to do it again, remedy. and it has to be fair. Brexit is not going to happen, and it's never going to happen. Um, what is going to happen is... Um, Didn't she already like, trigger the... No, I mean, it... it she already tr- triggered the nuclear option. She, she triggered a fuse that won't detonate for six years. I mean, that's doing nothing. Yeah, but I don't know if you can go back and change... I am your not mind after that. I can't I speak very well when I have a sinus infection. I don't. I think once the UK Constitution. 
Sure, but I no, I, it's not the, about the Constitution. It's about the rules of the EU. Once that's triggered, I don't think they can take it back. Um, England is such a substantial economic force in the EU that there's not going to be an issue with it being taken back. Um, and quite frankly, probably what's going to happen is I don't know who's next up on the rotation, but a lot of the 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 frustration in England at the EU is just it to be honest, there's a fair bit of racism at how the Germans in, in particular have been running the EU and in particular how the Germans have been enriching themselves by being the principal lenders to countries like Spain and Greece and uh, countries like that. So there are countries economically on the hook you know, as basically Germany has been using the EU as their own little loan shark shakedown racket to, yeah. to own Greece, to own Italy, to own Spain, essentially. Those are not um, small grievances that people in England and other countries have. So I think, honestly, what will happen is I think the EU is going to get some reforms to make it more confederated and give the member states more direct redress, not just when they're the country with executive power. So that's probably what's going to happen. And the UKIPers and the BNP are going to be mad and they're going to hold their rallies and they're probably going to beat up some Pakistanis because that's what the BNP does. I've resigned myself to that. And And nothing's going to happen. The pound will bounce back. This Soros boogeyman stuff going on in uh, um, in Hungary is kind of concerning. I know. Um, uh, considering I still have to deal with a lot of, because of my views, Koch brother boogeymanism. Meh. Meh. No, oh, come on. We have never passed laws directly trying to criminalize activity that the Koch brothers are doing. That's, that's true. What, well, that that's be what Hungary is doing. Mm-hmm. And how partisan does your, um, you know, how partisan does your government have to be that they're even doing that in the first place? I don't know. They just criminalize the assistance of refugees that um, mm-hmm. Soros is doing, which is terrible. Yeah, it's it's absolutely terrible. And there's absolutely no reason why Hungary, a country completely raked over by the Ottomans, might be unhappy about the settlement of uh, Islamic migrants in their country. You know, it wasn't yesterday. You're right. It wasn't yesterday. But those wounds are still fresh. Come on. You know, if that wasn't yesterday, then neither was American slavery. I mean, do we want to go down that road? There's a certain point where you just shut up about all the injustices. People aren't really that. You. See, you know what? I hate that statement, too, when they say, you know, you should stop being mad about slavery. It wasn't, you know, it was a long time ago. Yeah, actually, it was a long time ago. Jim Crow was not. Jim Crow was just as long ago as the Ottoman Turks. Really? Yep. They overran Hungary in the 
sixties? Mm, no, that probably would have been uh, the the USSR. I feel like I would have heard about that. Well, and that I mean that's the other thing. Jim is, uh, Crow part... went into the seventies. Mm-hmm. Redlining was well legal. Well into the yeah. 80s. So what are you talking about? Jim Crow was the same. Not even well, close. And the other thing is the anti-EU sentiment in Hungary and Poland is again, these are two countries that were completely left hung out to dry by the rest of Europe to get completely destroyed um, by first the Nazis and then the USSR. So, like I, I recently found out, do you know that um, Stalin made sausage illegal? Uh, he had a cultural issue with it, didn't he? I, I, well, specifically, it was not part of the party's dietary guidelines for everyone. <laughs> I don't know if there was a cultural issue, but like, so the moment the wall goes down, like in Czechoslovakia and Poland, they start making sausage again. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, they're pretty racist in that country right now. Yes. That's that's bad. I mean, they're pretty racist in most every other country other than the U.S. Pretty much the 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 common law countries. Um, the rest of the world's pretty racist. Yeah. So. Subject it, it change, was, so it was not Man U fans throwing bananas at Freddie Adu. It was Real Madrid fans. Just saying. Okay. All right. <laughs> so subject change. Yeah. I'm getting really, really sick of the Democrats getting blamed for this this stall on immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Republicans can't get their freaking caucus together. Mm-hmm. And Ryan is standing up there this morning saying, well, you know, we need this many Democrats in the Senate to get anything passed anyway, so blah, 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 blah. Well, how about, dude, you're not in the Senate, so don't worry about the damn Senate. Mm-hmm. Show that you can pass a bill in your own house, among your mm-hmm. own caucus, which you can do with no Democrats, mm-hmm. and send it to the Senate. Do your job. Yeah. And they can't. And they know it. And they're lying. They are so lying, like horrible, horrible liars, saying it's the Democrats because the Democrats walked away. The Democrats don't want to help. The Democrats are being extremists. The Democrats this, the Democrats that. The Democrats know that you can't pass shit in that house. They passed the tax reform bill. Uh, they can't pass an immigration bill. They couldn't even repeal Obamacare, which is like their so, big thing. They got rid of the individual mandate, which is just as good. You know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get rid of pre-existing conditions, too, and you know it. Mm-hmm. So they cannot pass their own bills on these issues. And they keep wanting to blame the Democrats because they can't get their own caucus together. If the Democrats came and said, we will agree to whatever you pass, we still wouldn't have an immigration bill. Mm -hmm. And it's 
it's driving me nuts that they stand there on TV and keep blaming Democrats when it mm-hmm. has literally nothing to do with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Because the Republican Party is not a party anymore. It's a yeah. loose association of significantly differing ideologies. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's the way the House has functioned for a long time, though. It's a lot worse than it, it used to be, and you, you know that. I don't know if it is. I, I think that the – I don't think it's any worse now than – honestly, I don't think Paul Ryan is any worse than Newt Gingrich. I don't think the House is that much different now than 25 years ago. I really don't. I think in particular what everyone in the House especially is most concerned about is that it seems very clear pissing off Trump is a way to lose your district. (laughs) Oh, crap. Which is problematic. Um, And if you need to... It, you need to secure Trump voters and a Trump endorsement just to keep your Republican ticket. They're not going to do much on immigration till after the election. They're not going to do anything on immigration after the election either. Eh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. I think what's going to happen is Ted Cruz's uh, package is going to pass the Senate. And the House will vote on it on November 10th. Can you hear that? What? Okay, good. You can't. All right. Did what? I can. My voicemail kicked in accidentally, and it's telling oh. me my prescription's ready at Walgreens. Cool. It's annoying. Your unfun cough syrup? <laughs> no, my unfun antibiotic. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think that's what's going to happen is we're going to get a... Uh, um, I don't a think we are going to because about a third of the Republicans in the House mm-hmm. really, really, really want um, very, very hardline immigration changes. Mm-hmm. They want to... And a lot of legal immigration, they want. I mean, they, there's a lot of stuff that they want to do. Yeah, I mean, but they, the they want to do 70, exactly what Trump campaigned on. Right, seventy-five percent of the Republicans in the House are not going to go for any of that. Yeah, they're just not going to go for that. But there is just enough of the Freedom Caucus to block, and that's what they did with a lot of stuff. And they've been doing it ever since they started, you know, the Tea Party Freedom Caucus started in the House. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what they do. They just block um, compromise and reasonable um, centrist, more centrist legislation. I don't well, want to say centrist, get, but more centrist. You know, the, the, the Liberty Caucus, I mean, Massey is not about to vote on anything to, uh, to build the wall. Because half of the Republicans also think the border wall is stupid. They're right. So we we also have an issue here of 
there's a significant part necessary to pass something or even bring it to the floor that wants a wall. There's a significant part that doesn't want to deal with the damn wall. There's people, everyone's in agreement that child migrants and unaccompanied minors should be given a home in this country. Fine. Everyone agrees with that. But it's about the pork that goes on top. And I'm sure somewhere in there, there's gun control legislation that the they Democrats agree want with to the child mi- with the unaccompanied minors staying in this country. No, they don't. That's the they one absolutely thing that, don't. That's the one thing that the majority of both parties agree on. But there's significant minorities within the Republican Party that doesn't even want that. Of course they don't want or that. If they could shoot people... If they could shoot people who are trying to cross the border illegally, they would. I think you're being more than a little hyperbolic. No, I'm not. Trump even has Joe even alluded Ohio to that. that. Trump has even alluded to that multiple times. Yeah. No, I'm saying in the house where the grown-ups are. They're not grown-ups. Has anyone in the house said that? No, I mean, it, government is where you go when you have absolutely no skills in the real world. I understand that. I believe that government provides a value of not letting people like Donald Trump screw up the free market any more than they already have. Uh. It, what I, I just love, going forward, we should make sure that the president only has a Fisher-Price phone and a speaking spell. Um, apparently he gave Kim Jong-un his personal phone number. I'm just picturing him in, like, pink fuzzy slippers in the Lincoln bedroom calling him at 3 in the morning. Hey, Kim, what are you doing? Does Kim speak uh, English? I don't think he does. No, he was was, um, educated by missionaries, so he speaks English. And remember, with his dad, he was raised on American cinema, too. Oh, that's true. I don't know. It's just, um, it's, it's, um, uh, oh, on the bright note, though, uh, Netanyahu's wife was charged with uh, fraud, so I'm happy about that. Uh, Is that schadenfreude, or do you think that there's something good for the world that will come out of this? I can't stand either of those people. So schadenfreude? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, they, they've justifiably earned that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, I mean, that made me happy. But, yeah, I mean, the, infer- the the I forgot to say this, but, like, the misinformation that's coming out about the, um, the immigration crisis currently going on right now is just... Mm-hmm. Overwhelming, pervasive, and super frustrating. Mm-hmm. I've seen a meme going around. I saw it posted by friends I have on Facebook, and it shows all the consulate locations in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you can go into any of these consulate locations and claim asylum. There's no reason you actually have to come here. And no, you can't. <laughs> you can't claim asylum at a consulate. You can't. They do not have the resources to process asylum seekers. They won't yeah. do it. 
So, well, but who's that, telling yeah. these people this? Who's 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 per- perpetuating, aside from Donald Trump, this idea that in us saying you shouldn't be arresting everyone who crosses illegally who's claiming asylum, you shouldn't be prosecuting every single one of them, and then the answer is. Well, you want open borders and you want them to just run around all willy-nilly. No. 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 You process their asylum claim. If it's granted, that's great. If it's not granted, then you deport them the way we've always done it. There you go. And then there's also the the idea that you can't claim asylum if you've crossed illegally, you've committed a crime, so you can't claim asylum. Or they can't legally grant you asylum. This is the argument I saw the other day. That judges who were granting asylum to people who crossed illegally were not legally authorized to do that because they had committed a crime to come here and they weren't permitted to grant them asylum. None of which is true. Are you Googling to see if I'm correct? No, I'm responding to an email. Today has been a rough day. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm recording and working. That's the Dan you get today. Oh Lord. Um so yeah, I um I my blood pressure has been doing a lot better since I just avoided all internet legal experts. Um, because um, I, uh, it, unless it's snarky, like uh, you know, my favorite one is you know the um, the the Sophie's Choice superhero meme, you know, hovering over the the button with two choices. Oh yeah. Uh, there's one that says, um, you know, uh, our rights as Americans come from God. And then the next button says, immigrants don't have the same rights as me. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it it does make sense. Either there are universal natural human rights or there aren't. What, what, what's the, are you going on the whole time? We separate children from parents here who commit crimes. Everything from you're not entitled to a hearing once you're over here to, um, yeah, rights of parents and things like that. How do immigrants get more rights than we do? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm asking. How are there white people who think that their black people have more rights than them? I don't know. Oh, okay. You're not agreeing with it. You're just... Well, I'm just... I'm stating the that we either have the choice is either there are universal God-given natural rights that everyone has, or there, you have more rights as an American than a Mexican crossing the border. That's, oh, the, that's the choice they have to make. I misunderstood. No, 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 I mean, no, no. The, the only people who have God-given human rights were given God-given human rights through our U.S. Constitution. And the only people that have those rights are U.S. citizens. Well, no. That's the, that's the answer. 
But that's not the answer. That's completely not what the Constitution <laughs> says. I know, but that's what they think. Yeah. Well, that's what they think when it's convenient. Because that's what when that meme is the best is it illustrates the cognitive dissonance of some group of idiots. That's what when it's at its best. Yeah, but, but these are the people who are voting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Terrifying. As Homer Simpson said, when will people learn democracy does not work? The best argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Yeah. Churchill. Yeah. I, and then there was um, in uh, in my fellow Americans. Oh, the average man. All they all they know is they want to pay less taxes and get more government benefits. Um, that was the Garner Jack Lemon movie. Ever see that? No. Really good. My fellow Americans. It's a really good political comedy. It's um, James Garner and Jack Lemmon doing a uh, oddball routine. They're both former presidents, and uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. I liked it. Oh. Jack Lemmon has one of the best lines. I was Time man of, Times Man of the Year. So was Hitler. Not twice. He wasn't. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's a complete cluster F. And there are also realities that need to be acknowledged on both sides because I'm a big-time open borders libertarian because for the most part, um, I work in an industry where someone in Mexico can't just come over and start doing my job. Um, Yeah, that's true. The same... The same cannot be said for, um, you know, an auto mechanic or a plumber or someone like that. Or just, you know, the fact of the matter being, this is something I've been having out with uh, my friends who are in in the state house and senate of, you know, I supported the repeal of prevailing wage, which is government projects financed. Um, you know, at union wage levels. And I, I've asked people flat out, how do you check union cards when you get your roof fixed? Have you ever paid cash to get your driveway resurfaced? No. When was the last time you checked a permit when someone was uh, digging a irrigation trench in your backyard? So, yeah. you know, you don't seem that fastidious about making sure that union labor is you know, mowing your lawn and um, you know, fixing your roof when push comes to shove. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's my thing is you know just the the normal libertarian argument of government should not do something you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah, and that, I, uh, I think that's this is the the guys that stand out Home Depot this time of year—they're taking jobs away from handymen and things like that. I'm willing to admit that, but I also believe that the consumer has the right to get the quality of service and the price that they want in a market of good choices. You know. 
someone's willing to roll the dice on a electrician from Trinidad who's not licensed and the people don't care about zoning ordinances and things like that and are willing to risk all that, that's up to them to save a few bucks. I mean, I just, uh, the worst part is some people are coming out right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, I, I shared this article from Politico last night on Facebook where Rand Paul was criticizing how much power the president has over immigration back in 2014. A lot of this is not new problems. A lot of this is just the fact that the Republicans are fine to tolerate it when a Republican's in office and the Democrats are fine to tolerate it when a Democrat's in office. You know? uh, 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 uh. This comparison that, you know, Obama did the same exact stuff, therefore... Um, no, it doesn't make it right. I'll go back to the He didn't do the same stuff, though. He didn't do the same stuff, though. I mean, yes, children were separated from their parents during the Obama yes, administration. Yes, people were put into camps. What? Yes, yes, people were put into tent cities. Yeah, well, because, wait a second, time out. I don't like this comparison at all because it's not even remotely fair. Under the Obama administration, there was no zero-tolerance policy for everyone crossing the border illegally. I don't Mm -hmm. think they even went after people who were recrossed for felony. No, Vehemently, they didn't go after that. Wait, let me finish. The people that they were prosecuting who crossed the border with children Mm -hmm. were people who were criminals or a danger to those child, Mm -hmm. to that child. That's who was separated from their children under Obama. So I have a question for you. You're a homeowner. You're a homeowner. Uh The majority of the southern border is private land. How many trespassers um, across your lawn that the local government tolerates before you're going to raise one hell of a holy stink at City Hall? You're talking about a different issue right now. I'm I'm talking talking about about the comparisons between what happened under Obama and what happened under mm-hmm. under Trump. Because you say under, you know, under no. Democrats, Democrats have tolerated it. The same oh. stuff. Here is what I'm saying, and it's exactly what Rand Paul said, is that there has been a steady ratcheting up of the executive taking vague legislative authority and shaping it to their whims. You have the stark contrast between the Clinton immigration policy and the Bush and Reagan immigration policy. Then W ratchets it up big time under the auspices of protecting the country from terrorism. Then Obama ratchets it up. Yeah, because there's a lot of Al Qaeda coming through the southern border. Um, Again, it it was the excuse used, and Congress was happy to do it in a bipartisan way. Uh, And then you have Obama, who became the deporter in chief, you know, more deportations and detentions than anyone before. But wait, wait, but you also have to think about it. Now, wait, time out, time out. That is true that Obama was terrible as far as deportations are concerned. Mm -hmm. However, 
he deported more people, but you also have to look at the amount of people that came in, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ratio matters there. Yeah. Well, and there, there were fewer people he crossing had unprecedented during the recession. Surges. There's no question about he, that. Huh? I was saying there were fewer people total crossing during the recession. There's no question about that. Yeah, but there were periods of time where we had some major surges in illegal immigration mm-hmm. under Obama. <clears throat> so it's not entirely fair just to say he had higher deportation numbers, therefore he, you know, I don't know, whatever. I can't all speak I, words today. Yeah, all I'm saying is, again, kind of tying everything back to the Post and the Pentagon Papers, is you have this nice... 30-year wave, just this frequency of each administration successively taking more and more leeway, more and more executive action, building on what happened before till you get to Trump. It's a, it's a predictable thing of just exactly that, you know, well, for, right. for one. Well, Rand Paul needs to stop bitching so much because a lot of the reason that this has happened is because Congress won't fucking do anything. Absolutely. I mean, they had their they, the blame. Congress doesn't want to, to do anything because we exist in a we exist in a scheme where the party in power does not want to do anything that because they know the door is going to swing the other way. They are very hesitant to do anything that a president or Congress of a different majority can wield against them later, or they don't want to strip away power that they could then use in four, eight, 16 years time. Yeah. I just, I kind of feel like it's. um, And one man is not going to get anything done. You know, a group of a dozen like the Liberty caucus, is not going to get anything done. Right. Well, I just feel like, at least with with immigration specifically, I mean, mm-hmm. Congress has abdicated, completely abdicated their fucking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, they did that once they, they created the, in, through, through legislation, once they created ICE and Homeland Security and things like that, once, once they created the executive office, the way the regulatory state works is, all Congress has is the Congressional Review Act at this point. They they have no power once they give the reins over to the executive. You know, this isn't the only thing that Congress has completely abdicated authority over. Yeah, and that was under Bush, and that was mm-hmm. the last time they did anything substantive with immigration. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've had all of these problems that need to be fixed. And I'm mm-hmm. going to point the finger at one party in particular who has made that mm-hmm. extremely difficult mm-hmm. because their base does not want it because they have stoked mm-hmm. fears of immigration for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And they know that they can't actually do the things that they want to do because we're not mm-hmm. having enough babies. Mm-hmm. We need immigrants to come in. We need yeah. them because they have babies. They replenish yeah. our workforce. Without them, our economy will crash. It's not sustainable. And they know Are you a member of the British National Party? This is like right out of their 1985 platform, I swear to God. But it's true. Mm -hmm. In the U.S. right now, it's absolutely true. 
I mean, it's even more dire in um, in Japan and the Netherlands. Like, oh my God, I think the Netherlands is actually giving money to people to have more sex. Well, yeah, but so the problem that they have is immigration is a really good fear stoker to get their base riled up because their base is racist but don't want to admit they're racist, right? No, I don't think anxiety over immigration is an inherently racist thing. There's a good amount of it. They it, have it anxiety is. over brown people no, in general. I, again, I'm going to get to these areas where there's the most immigration anxiety. And if you're on food stamps when your father was a tenant farmer and all you have now is food stamps and welfare, it's hard not to put the connection between millions of undocumented migrants from Central America doing all of the farm work that your dad used to do. That we That's can't an deny extremely that small percentage of the country. That is and not those are not all of the people stop. voting. That is not an extremely small percentage of the electorate, particularly the active electorate. Let's not pretend. All of these jobs are open now and nobody's taking them. Mm-hmm. So why are they still on food stamps? Go pick some avocados. They'd have to move from Arkansas to California, though. I'm sure Arkansas is having issues with farming or whatever. But it's not just because migrants came in. I mean, it's it's uh, mass production and farming. That's, that's probably a bigger issue for them than immigrants. Oh, absolutely. I, I think. And, and NAFTA is not an insubstantial part either. There's a lot of crops we just don't grow to at scale in the U.S. anymore because we can't compete with Mexican and Guatemalan and Ecuadorian produce. Okay, fine. I won't use the word racist. I will use the word anxiety about brown people. To oversimplify okay. millions of people that the reason they want a stronger border is just racism is disingenuous. And it is a vestige of the Obama era that we will get away from. No, there, there is a good there is a good percentage of people who in the in the voting electorate who they're not it's not economic anxiety. Mm-hmm. It really is. They consider white culture to well American culture to be white culture, and they feel that culture is threatened by brown people. Mm-hmm. That's racism. You are not wrong. Okay. So now that we're done arguing about that, I don't remember what my original point was. Um, your original oh, yeah. Point Republicans was know that that works to get people to the polls. So mm-hmm. they've been stoking that immigration crap for a long time. So if they actually did something substantive that would help the immigration system and fix things, mm-hmm. their base would be like, excuse me? Their base would completely have them out. And that's the thing is the calculus of job preservation. If if all of a sudden Republicans unanimously pass exactly what the polls indicate the American public want, they completely lose their base and probably 100 congressional seats swing blue because the people who voted them in are not going to show up to the polls. 
Right, so, I understand that. But at what point does the country's functioning become more important than your political aspirations? Mm-hmm. Maybe they shouldn't have spent so long stoking the anti-immigration fear. I mean, they're the ones about, who created it. They created this about, mess. It's all about wedge issues. I mean, and it, and like I said, it it's going to be lame duck because the news cycle operates in 72-hour increments unless a football player stabs someone. Um, so, I mean, honestly, on November 10th, it's going to be brought to the floor and something's going to be done before the Christmas break. Um, that That's that's my prediction. Well, I, their I, concern I now is what is Trump going to sign? Because mm-hmm. he's a true believer. Yep. So a lot of well, the reason why they're not doing anything right now is because they, they you know, well, they, their speaking, actions speaking have of, led to the election of a psycho. Speaking of Congress and how the sausage gets made, are Democrats willing to compromise on the wall, which as far as government waste goes, the wall is fairly innocuous. They're um, not the only ones who do not want the wall. There is a, a substantial amount of Republicans that do not want the wall. Yeah. The, the thing that's blocking the wall has nothing to do with Democrats. Nothing. But nothing. Are there Democrats willing to compromise? Because, again, we're talking about it maybe two dozen. They don't even need them in the House. They don't even need the Democrats in the House. This is their well, they time. They, they wanted to get a majority. The, liberty, yes, the libertarian wing is not going to sign off on anything with the wall. So they do need and some. And guess more. what? And guess what? I don't care, and they should not compromise on that. You know no. why? Because the Republicans kept saying, we can fix everything if you just let us govern. We can fix everything if you just let us govern. Well, there mm-hmm. you go. And you can't do shit. Some tax cuts. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. That blew a giant hole in the deficit. Now, spending is what blew a giant hole in the deficit because no matter what happens, spending keeps going up. Until okay. spending is the, reined the, in, the a modest score, tax cut is a drop in the bucket. The CBO score for that tax cut was disgusting. None of Mm -hmm. that money is coming back into the economy. It's going to stock dividends. It's not going back into creating jobs. It's not not doing anything they said it would do. And the tax cuts for for you and me me. only last for two years. Well, I'm talking about all of the, the changes to capital gains and yada, yada, yada. I've completely reorganized the law firm, so I don't have to worry about that. Okay, but you understand for the vast majority of Americans, it's Mm -hmm. completely screwed them. Yes. They're paying a fortune now in in deficit spending to -hmm. get almost nothing in return. So it's not good for the – it wasn't good for the country. And we're probably going to get a snapback much like happened in 89 because Reagan didn't have the balls to call for cutting in military spending. 
Oh, God, it has been over for going on 30 years now, and military spending keeps going up and up and up. (sighs) Don't go into contracts, trust me. They're cutting our benefits all the time. It's just going to contracts. Mm -hmm. It's going to Boeing. It's going to Lockheed. It's going, I mean, going to Halliburton going to, you know, whatever Eric Prince's company is called now? Um, Smackwater. Oh, my God. So I told you I've list, I listened to this podcast called The Dollop. Sure. Oh, it's awesome. So it's these two comedians. They're Bernie supporters. So sometimes they get a little obnoxious. And there's a little bit of colonial white hatred that gets annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, colonialism is terrible. <clears throat> white supremacy mm-hmm. is also terrible. Colonialism but, has its ups and downs. There are a lot of on the whole, women on alive the whole, today because of colonialism. On the whole, it was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Neither so, is human sacrifice. Okay, but I'm just saying that when they are telling these stories in history, they're they are you know they are ISIS the Gestapo type people, so there some of that comes through. But on the whole, the mm-hmm. podcast is really funny. It's very morbid, and it's it's super interesting. <clears throat> Most of the time, it's stories about like weird, obscure people in history, and it's just insane, like how we got you know like post cereals and Kellogg cereals, like the families behind the cereal brands. Oh it's God, that story is so insane. So stuff like that. Like it's it's, you know, crazy and weird and really interesting and, and funny. Yeah. Um but they did an episode on Eric Prince. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it ended up being two episodes. Mm-hmm. It was horrifying. It was yeah. horrifying. That man is just—I mean, I already thought he was disgusting, but Jesus! And how has he not gotten prosecuted for something yet? Well, and not he hasn't that they prosecuted. Haven't tried. He was exonerated once. What's interesting is that one of the main cases that the feds were trying to build against him was being built by Chris Ray. Oh wait, no. Chris Ray, okay, so near the end of, I think, the second iteration of Blackwater, he was running around the world trying to sell contract security to very non-friendly states like the the UAE. And Mm -hmm. we have embargoes against doing that kind of thing, right? And he was doing it anyway. And the company, I mean, he was running like a South African mercenary company. Oh, yeah. So, right, so the second company after Blackwater, after they renamed it, right, they weren't doing that kind of thing anymore. And his board was like, what are you doing? We don't even have the capability to do what you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And they hired a law firm to find out what their criminal liability was based on what Eric was running around doing. Mm -hmm. And the attorney at that law firm was named Chris Ray. And he turned, he went 
to the feds when mm-hmm. he found out what was going on with Eric. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting because if Eric goes down this time, it's going to be at the hands of Chris Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that episode was just was just truly horrifying. Yeah, it's and I, so I much just, worse than than yeah. It's so bad. I I'm a big fan of Dan Carlin. I think Hardcore History is really good. But yeah, when you told me two Bernie supporters, it's like, eh. I yeah, just you gotta, see, I don't. But you I, know, I don't like Bernie supporters, and well, I still really en- enjoy the podcast. So the um, the Young Turks, our friends oh, at God. the Young Turks. Speaking of yeah. Bernie supporters, because we don't have here's friends. The flip, here's the no, me keep me. Can I finish my thought? Because it's good. No. Okay. Okay, so the Young Turks, it's going to take longer if you keep interrupting me. Um, That's true. As part of their bizarre, internally consistent um, war on Republicans and white people, basically released a video yesterday saying that national borders are a white supremacist tool. You know that they were Republicans, right? Same with the Republicans. He was, yeah. I I don't think any of this is real from them. Honestly, you know what I think? It's all fake. I honestly think from the bottom of my heart that... You have one just Yes, I do. Oh, okay. It's cold and black and filled with ooze, but I have... (laughs) But Sorry. no, I think, okay. and I, I hate to use this word, but it, it's a it's a moniker that Jewish works really well. I think Jenks just a soy boy. I think he figured he could go all, you know, crunchy progressive to get college kids, <laughs> and it seems to have worked because I mean his girlfriend's what like twenty five years younger than him. Oh, he's a vile, and, gross person too. Yeah. And he's I mean, got I'm a not history gonna, of gross misogyny. For, for what's her name? Anna Kasparian, his girlfriend. Yeah. Her, as as disgusting as I find her communist beliefs are, she is very physically attractive, and I have a feeling that he is, you know, towing that line so that he can get you know young progressive tipping college chicks. I think it's also so he can get money. I mean, they, they it's been yeah. rumored for a long time, and I think at some point it was sort of corroborated that um, they're getting funding from the Koch brothers, which would be the smart. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but they have funding from Republican sources. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the Charles Koch Foundation funds a lot of alt media. I it it funds a lot of NPR stuff and PBS stuff and a lot of YouTube and other things. Just like I think, you know, for as evil as people think they are, I think the Koch brothers value a diversity of ideas. Okay, that's fine, except that the Young Turks do not. Correct. No, it's it's and so to it's take money to take money from quote unquote the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
go after every single Democrat who takes money from people who work for an oil company uh, is a bit disingenuous. Or, I mean, Schenck is one of those people who likes to equate taking campaign dollars from the NRA to murdering kids. He's one of those people. Yeah, that's true. He does. So, I don't know. I think we should call it a night before I pass out. Before we finish, because you have to to get it. My main problem with Cenk is that he's a lawyer, and whenever he talks about the Constitution, he could not be more wrong if he were doing it on purpose. Wait, you're joking. He's a lawyer? He's a lawyer. Oh, my God, I did not know that. How? Not only that, he passed the bar in California. No, yeah, he was a, a lawyer. liar. Mm-hmm. So is Nancy Grace. She used to be a prosecutor. And then she took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. What was Laura Ingram? Anything interesting? Uh, I don't know. And poor, poor, poor uh, Megyn Kelly, who has no career anymore. Donald yeah. Trump ended her career. No, she ended her career. <laughs> How so? You can't make what is clearly a bald face stunt to jump networks. You can't go from the quintessential heartland beauty queen blonde conservative. I mean, for so many years, she just played this Sarah Palin character on Fox News to then turn around and go to MSNBC and do a complete 180. You can't do it. It's too obvious. Well, I think she was kind of run out of Fox just a little bit by what was perceived as anti-Trump, which Mm -hmm. is why I credit Trump with her, her demise. But MSNBC gave her a pay raise. It's just no one's watching the show. Yeah, no, I mean, Putin couldn't even save her. Yeah. But I will let you get your prescription. I'm closing down the office for the night. All righty. I will talk talk to you later. later. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.